Hello, beautiful friends in the land of life. How are you? I just feel like I just want to see your face and squeeze it. You know, I just want to see you. I want to squeeze you. I want to hug you. And I just want to say thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Thanks for following my podcast. Thanks for supporting me and my fierce heart's work. I just appreciate you right now. So I just want to like give a little bit of a, you know, a little namaste nod to you, um, a little bow down of reverence to you around just supporting me. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so happy to be here today. Um, I'm finally out the other side of the, the you know, the, what I've been going through for this month, the month of Taurus, which, you know, looking back when you follow the solar alchemy, which is something that I do with my 12-month container, my annual everyday enlightenment, magic in the mundane. And that is exactly what this container is. And obviously it's a commitment because it's 12 months. It's not a fucking weekend workshop. You don't get a shamanic license just because you've fucking made a drum. Like, you know, every single day is a ceremony and it's a living ceremony. And my everyday enlightenment container um, is, yeah, a 12 month commitment from some incredible women who show up and shine up and glow up and go deep. You know, we go deep and we go wide for 12 months. We follow the solar alchemy. We actually embody and live astrology and watch how it plays out in our everyday lives. This is a annual uh, container I've been holding for a few years now. I have ladies stay in it the whole time. They don't want to leave. It's a nice anchor. It gets you back into yourself. And what we were talking about last night is Follow what, well, what we talk about is the season of the sun and following the season of the sun. And what we, you know, we can reflect back on, which is the raddest shit about astrology, is the layers and the cycles. You know, astrology is just a layer upon a cycle upon a layer upon a cycle. It's sort of like the spiral, you know, it just, it continues and but then it's same same but different you know each year your solar return might have which is your birthday might have a different feel but maybe an underlying theme especially depending on the house that your son is in so for me when I get my Facebook reminders through the little Facebook memories there's a lot of time I'm doing a lot of deep healing or I'm not well or I've got a flu or I've had my friggin wisdom teeth removed or I'm aching or whatever in May which is Taurus season which is my birthday month and which is eighth house for me so it's a very deep time and look you know not every year I get sick but um, on my birthday but it seems like you know you know there's these sporadic years where that is a big time and you know often Joel my husband says that too he's like oh babe you know like this sort of comes up for you around your birthday and I'm like yeah and then these memories come up and re re you know these Facebook memories and re-neg my own memory and going yes like I got my tonsils out um you know a long time not my tonsils sorry my wisdom teeth not my tonsils um Tiani still has her tonsils <laughs> I just wanted to say that because it's T2 I am not referring to myself in a third person. I find that really weird and it's not a thing I do. But I just need to say Tiani's tonsils because that just sort of felt good. Tiani talks, Tiani's tonsils, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so my wisdom teeth were removed and they were, it was a really big deal because they were impacted. It was I had went under general anesthetic, you know, and, and just all these really big things happen. And, of course, it's my eighth house. So it is death and rebirth. And, of course, we all can rebirth and go through transformation around our solar return because you know things are really amped up 
um, around our solar return. And if you do notice, maybe it isn't always just happy and abundant and amazing. I have a lot of people who say they hate their birthdays or they never plan anything or birthdays are shit or this or this or this. And you will find that, yes, you can have dynamic, exciting celebrations. And I'm all about the fucking celebration. You know, my girls have been brought up with birthdays being a huge deal. That's because that's how I was brought up. And they get very confused with other families when they don't sort of go all out on their children's birthdays. They're just like, they don't even do this and they don't even do that. And I said, yes, darling, but we're sort of to the extreme, right? Um, But around, yeah, and, you know, and it can be feel good. Absolutely. I don't want to say that it never is, but there's also an element of adjustment that happens around our solar return. We're moving into, you know, sometimes it's where, you know, we're moving up a chakra or, you know, when, you know, ultimately what we're doing is we're shifting into a new perfected year. Like there's so many things that happen around our solar return. So I was just sort of reflecting on that with my ladies in my container last night and we were all just sort of talking about, yeah, like what happens around your solar return and, you know, you know, even, you know, what what happens at any point, the reoccurring, the layers, the cycles of astrology and what it continues to reveal to us. And that's what's so cool about astrology is that we keep getting these revelations. We keep unveiling, unmasking, revealing, you know, it, it becomes this de-armoring process if you really dip deeply into what consistently comes around and, and, and especially around solar return, like the solar return is a once a year thing. And can you go back and have a look at your birthday season and, and notice some similar themes that happen? And what is the house that your son is in? So is it health related? Is it money related? Is it career related? Is it relationship related? Is it you related? Like, you know, have a look at what house your son is in and you start following these cycles and there's some really deep cataclysmic stuff that can happen is what I'm saying. And for me, you know, this rebirth, I feel like I've been motherfucking reborn darlings after, you know, pretty much three weeks. I had like two half decent days in three weeks and I've sort of come out the other side and, you know, in this uh, Deacon 1 of, of, of Gemini season, so Deacon 1 is ruled by uh, the tarot card, the Wheel of Fortune, and it is ruled by Jupiter. So there is sort of this optimism as we move forward. But, you know, tomorrow we move into Deacon 2 and the tarot card is the tower, you know, the Nine of Swords and the tower, and we move into the Deacon ruler of um of Mars. So, you know, things are going to dramatically change over this next uh, deacon, over this next uh, 10 days. And we're going to feel that we're going to move from Jupiter to Mars energy. We're moving from the wheel of fortune to the tower. And, you know, interestingly enough in that we have this huge full moon coming and ultimately this week is actually quiet. You know, this is a, this is quite a quiet week and it's like, Oh, is this the calm before the storm? And I don't think so. I don't think there always has to be a storm. I was literally saying that to a client just before that we don't always have to be in process. I remember like in my twenties, like feeling like you had to process and keep diving in and fucking pick everything apart, but you don't. And I sort of gave that up decades ago, 20 years ago, you know, I was in my 20s and I just realized, oh my God, all these spiritual people are in process constantly and their lives are fucking trash. And I'm like, I am not going to go down that path. So very early on, yes, there was a couple of years where I tried to do that as well, or I did do that because it is a part of the self-transformation and when you're sort of diving deep into some stuff. Um, 
you know, I was just like, but where's the fucking joy? Like, where is the joy, darlings? We do not have to constantly be in trauma and be in process to be spiritually evolved. Like there is nothing to prove, you know, there is nothing to prove at all, but it feels like so many of the spiritualists are constantly in process and, you know, every single thing they do, it's like, oh, look at me now. I'm, you know, I'm on a ledge in Egypt and I'm dancing. I'm like, why can't you just be there and then not show that? Like, why can't you actually just be present? I think that there has been a lot of energy that is not present and, you know, I'm feeling presence more. You know, I've been very quiet on socials, bar some shares on Instagram. I haven't even shared anything of my own because there's this real internal presence that I'm feeling. Are you feeling that? Like as much as it's Gemini season and when you get me started, I fucking, you know, I'm like a motor mouth. But, and because I'm like, there is a lot to talk about, but there's also not a lot to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I am so deeply present. And of course, when you're sick for weeks, you are so deeply present. Like there is no escaping that. And because most of the time I was sick, I've been on this parasite cleanse. So I can't even use food as like an escape or, you know, I can't just go, oh, but I just, you know, like those sorts of things. Right. So, and then I'm, you know, I'm week two into the second round of the parasite cleanse, which you're probably really over listening to me talk about, but Hey, like that's my life right now. I'm just going to be honest about what's going on. And again, it's just like, oh, okay, go and have the apple, you know, which is fine. I'm happy to eat an apple a day. But, you know, it's just there's nowhere to hide when you're doing something like this. And I I just I'm calling this space at the moment. It's like the in-between. It's like in between the inhale and the exhale. That's where I feel that I've been suspended over the past few days, like probably like five or six days now. Right. So. At the beginning of, you know, when Mars moved into Leo and Gemini season, I really expected some some boost. I'm like, oh, I just want to, you know, it's going to happen. But it didn't immediately. But now I've sort of like, you know, I've dipped into it. Like I've, I've moved into the terrain of Gemini season and it feels good. And tomorrow's June the 1st. And look, Gemini season, you know, like once we move into the month that contains most of the energy, we do feel the shift as well. So whilst, yes, Gemini season started, you know, 10 days ago, we still will feel a new shift once we move into a new month. We're looking at a new numerology. We're looking at uh, new liquid crystal energy, which is turquoise, which is around wholeness and, um, you know, connecting to the earth, you know, being guided by this, you know, Pachamama, you know, feed on the earth, speak up, drop into your sense of, you know, connection, deep earth connection, which is really beautiful. Um, So things do really shift, but, you know, I'm slipstreaming into this sort of Gemini season quite nicely now. I'm loving it, but I also feel like this sense of, you know, it's the suspended part. And I don't know if you're feeling that too. I know there's a lot going on um, and, you know, some people are having some pretty major transits, you know, as most of us probably always usually are. But there seems to be this, yeah, this suspension is the only thing that I can sort of put my finger on. I'm like, yeah, I just, there's just this in between and there's not like massive, you know, things in the sky this week. Um, Of course, there's always little bits on, there's a little Mercury square and there's a blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, there's some stuff, but in general, like we don't have huge movements, right? Bar the full moon, which I am going to prep you for um, coming up, which is actually deeply healing and cathartic. So get ready for this because it is divine. Um... Yeah, you know, and it just, yeah, there just feels like this, are you present? Are you present with your life? Are you present with what you're doing in the moment? Uh, You know, 
Are you present when you're drinking your cup of tea? Are you present when you're listening to your children speak about their day? Are you present looking in your partner's eyes, listening to them, you know, unload if they've had a big day or just they want to look at you and hold you and and are you present then or are you distracted? You know, Gemini season, you know, it can be a very distracting energy. You know, our minds can have a lot of tabs open. Uh, there's lots of curiosity and conversation and, you know, but it's a very cerebral energy. Like we want to connect, you know, um, my natal Mercury is in Gemini. So, you know, this, this can feel good for me. Like my mind is stimulated and, but the presence for me is something that has, you know, really been something that I'm really taking away from being sick as well is just that, that undeniable presence that we have. And, and it's, you know, sort of, like I was saying, you know, with the spiritual community constantly sharing anything that's shake, sacred just to maybe get the likes or for them to prove to you that you're they're spiritual or they're this or they're that. And it's like, where's the, you know, where's the magic gone? And hmm, anyway, I'm just, you know, I, I just talk out like this is what I do. I just talk and I just share things and, you know, it's just things to ponder, right? Because I've been like I said, I've been a little bit quiet on socials and things like that because I'm just sort of observing. I'm just in this suspended space of presence, observing what's going on and not needing to contribute, right? And sometimes there's this, you know, I always talk about, I think I wrote it in my book, you know, are you contributing to the collective consciousness or contaminating? And there's so much white noise out there. There's so much drama, spiritual ego, you know, destruction, um, you know, there's so much of that, especially, you know, I often am referring more to this in the spiritual community, of course, but there's so much of that that's happening and things are really crumbling. You know, things are really, uh, you know, it's about get back to basics, like get back to the simplicity. And this is also the nodes, you know, edging towards the end of their journey in Taurus and Scorpio. You know, the end of the journey, those last couple of months, it's sort of like, you know, when you're doing something and you've got like, or like say you're reading a book and there's only like five pages to go, but you're like, oh, I just, I can't. Or like for me, when I'm, you know, creating my energy survival kits, it's like I have all this energy and it's always that last, you know, the last 20% that seems to feel like it's 80%. I don't know if you experience that, but I experience that a lot with things. Um, maybe that's because I'm born on a crescent moon. So I'm very good at like the beginning and the seeding of things, but it's the end of stuff. You know, some of you, if you were born on a, like a balsamic moon or a, or a waning um, crescent moon, you might be very good at the finishing, like it's the starting for you, right? So we, you know, knowing our own phases and progress moon phases and all these things starts to come into the way you live your life, right? So for me, but just in general, you know, my natal, my natal moon is, is, um, is the crescent, you know, the first quarter, actually, sorry, it's the first quarter. Um, and so not the first quarter, sorry, the crescent, <laughs> it, it, it nearly gets to the first quarter, the crescent moon. I am a, a crescent moon, um, birth. Um, so yeah, so starting things easy, easy, but you know, I've got a gazillion half read books. I'll get a new astrology book and then I'm just like annihilating it. And then I put it down and I never finish it. So for me, it's always the finishing. It's always, always the finishing, right? So I, don't, I have no idea where I was going with that. I'm going to have a drink. And I'm just like, I'm like, what was I talking about? Like, seriously, I've just gotten on a tangent. Mm. Ah, that's what I was talking about. The nodes, the nodes finishing right so this is the thing it's the finishing right 
So the nodes are finishing up after 18 months in Taurus and Scorpio. So we really are squeezing the last bit of energy out. And not only are they finishing up, but Pluto has been squaring them. Mars was squaring them. The fixed tension has, you know, is starting to separate slightly. But it's still there, you know. Pluto is squaring the nodes as, you know, quite a thing that's going to happen for the next few months. Mars moved into Leo, squared the nodes, right? Jupiter is now in Taurus, conjunct the North Node. So again, like the nodes are really being put under pressure and tension as they try and leave this sign. So this can be, you know, maybe you're going through a lot of financial pressure, financial tension, relationship problems, you know, reevaluating your values, your sense of core worth. Do you have pleasure in your life? Are you sort of, you know, selling your soul to the devil? You know, like this is, you know, Pluto is involved here. Like, do you literally betray your own soul, darlings? Like, these are all the things that are coming up in this big crossroads that we're ha that are happening. And as much as Mars is, you know, edging away from the square, Venus is about to come in and sort of take over. Like she is going to move into Leo at that zero zero mark on the sixth next week and immediately oppose Pluto at zero zero Aquarius. You know, this can be really, you know, intense for relationships or uh, power plays or arguments. Um, it, it can also just be an intense connection, um, you know, a loss of money, perhaps again, you know, because the North node is in Taurus and we're dealing with money and relationships and values and our set of, you know, our, our set of, you know, literal, literal, like the anchor and the pillars of our lives, you know, like there's so much being activated right now. And, you know, how are you going with this? Because this is the end. And, you know, that's sort of where my little story that I nearly got lost on is, you know, hello, Mercury and Gemini, darlings. Like this is what happens, right? Um, enjoy, enjoy the passion paths that you, you, you listen to with, with, with my rambles. But, you know, the end of something can often feel the hardest is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, and this is sort of where, Again, like I don't have a lot of mutable in my chart. So I'm a cardinal fixed heavy. So I can begin things and hold things. But then the end bit sort of just wafts off. And I'm like, oh, I'll just predict the end. Like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to finish that. God, when I finish stuff, I feel so fucking accomplished. And that's where the mutable energy comes in because the mutable signs are the finishers. They're the shapeshifters there. They bring the alchemy and the magic and, you know, they work, they work their tricks in the ethers, right? Whereas the cardinal signs are the beginners, you know, they're, you know, and you can sort of see this even within your own moon phases, like I said earlier, but the finishing, like the completion of the nodes is actually a really important part of what's going on. So in general, like I said, you know, I have for this week personally, like it just feels gentle. It feels, you know, it feels nice. I'm just like, yeah, you know, no sudden movements, feeling sort of in this in between and we're building to this dynamic, dynamic healing full moon coming up on the 4th of June at 1.40 p.m. here in Brisbane, Australia. Um, and the ruler of this Saggy full moon is Jupiter, who is what? Conjunct the North Node. So again, like the question is, what are you building? The ground is fertile. This is, you know, I called Uranus sort of moving into Taurus. 
um, you know, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. I've called this, you know, this very rebirthing of the old earth you know like we're we're relearning old ways uh for well some of us are some some spiritual communities are still stuck in the new age sort of charlatan era but you know for a lot of you know people who have been doing this for a long time we're really and I think I share this in one of the last couple of um potties that I shared with you guys is definitely that you know we're re-earthing the old age you know and that's what's coming the old magic and the old ways and when we get back to nature and we get back to our own inner nature and we're not outsourcing we're not doing anything for likes we're not sharing every fucking motherfucking ceremony that we have like you know it gets lost because it becomes are you contributing to the collective consciousness or contaminating and yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong with occasionally getting on and sharing a beautiful ritual or a smudging or something that you do when it but when it's constant um it's a very you know interesting for me to to witness and Jupiter conjunct so so there's this real re-earthing that's going on and with the north node in Taurus it's again what has that been inviting us to do strip back to simplicity you know what has the South Node in Scorpio been teaching us? You know, attachments, traumas, dramas, old karmic ways, being deep in the trenches of processing, um, you know, m- you know, attached to moods, attached to emotions, allowing emotions become to become your identity, allowing what has happened to you to become your story of identity, not your story to share, but it's your identity, right? So we're moving away from attachment in that way and stripping that back to simplicity, which can be, you know, which which the Taurus energy is, as, you know, I've been banging on. I mean, you're going to get like the whole new uh, North Node Aries and Libra stuff coming up soon. I mean, it's going to be absolutely divine. I'm really feeling the, you know, it, it's it's a feeling of like this new consciousness with Jupiter have just moved through Aries, you know, there was some really dynamic actions that, that, that Jupiter was sort of carving out for us. And maybe we actually activated our own inner fire in that time, right? And so now Jupiter's in Taurus hitting the North Node. Jupiter rules this Saggy full moon. And the question is, is this ground is fertile right now? Are you expanding or contracting? What's the quality of the, the soil, which is your life? Is it toxic or is it abundant and rich? Now, just because the Jupiter hits the North Node doesn't, you know, always denote like, oh, this is wonderful. Jupiter, you know, Jupiter can also bring great trials. You know, Jupiter can also bring expanded hardship you know (laughs) like he's not always just going to be this benefic that bestows us with great deeds but the thing is is that Jupiter hitting the north node is inviting us to expand into our future selves can we can we envision ourselves you know when you've sort of taken that next level up so just imagining right now like your next level and that this doesn't have to be just business. You know, everyone's very caught up in productive productivity and, you know, I have to be doing well in business. I have to be an entrepreneur. I have to work for myself. I'm sorry, that's actually not everyone's calling, 
You know, it's just not. If everyone was meant to work for themselves, everyone would work for themselves. Not everyone is meant to. Do I think that this, you know, as we move into the age of Aquarius over the next few hundred years that that will happen? Yeah, there's going to be a lot more independent stuff going on. And with AI, it's fucking going to have to be, right? Well, they're going to take a lot of the, the shitty stuff, hopefully. Who knows? Like, I mean, it's all it's all unknown. But, you know, it's like imagining your next level and that can be in, you know, a passion. It can be in your relationship. It could be as a mother, as a father, as a friend. It can be in humanity as a someone who is giving and kind and charitable. We don't just have to think of it has to be in my business and how I'm going to earn money. If that is for you, absolutely go with that. But what is the next version of yourself? Like you imagine that next version of yourself and it's sort of like imagining all of your energy just moving outside of yourself and then your physical body having to catch up. You know, you having to then merge with this new upgraded level. This is that very Jupiter North Node conjunction. It's like what's next for you? What's more for you? What's growing for you? Yeah, like it's it's so potent that, yes, there's an invitation of traversing new terrain with this with this um, full moon in Sag. Like the full moon in Sag is like so freaking epic. It's it's a part of a grand fire trine, which I am just so frothing. So it's in it, you know, like so when the moon is when the full moon is a part of a, a grand configuration, that's really powerful. And a grand trine means that all of the planets in um, all of the elements, so the fire elements, Sag, Leo, Aries, have got a planet there. So they're all talking to each other. So there's some harmony here. There's some flow. There's some substance. There's It's like they're connected, like linking arms, you know, when, we, when you link arms with your friend and go for a motherfucking skip, you know, like let's all do that. Like let's go for a little skip, right? So the thing is, is that, you know, the moon, the full moon in Sag is illuminating because, you know, illuminating new terrain where we desire freedom right? It's exposing something to us because Jupiter is conjunct the North Node. Jupiter, the ruler of this new moon, um, full moon, sorry, is conjunct the North Node of destiny, where we're heading, where we're collectively moving, our Dharma, which can be a challenge because it's the path less traveled, right? So so Jupiter's sort of wanting the, you know, it's like, it's it's exactly like sort of growing out of a shoe or growing out of something. It's like, what is what has outgrown you? Or what have you outgrown? Yeah, and and I think both questions are valid. What has outgrown you and what have you outgrown? Yeah, be honest. Sagittarius is the truth teller, as we all know. If you've been around Sagittarius and especially if they've got their Mercury in Sag, you know, my youngest daughter has not only Mercury in Sag but Mars in Sag conjunct Mercury and her Sag sun. So, you know, Sagittarius, as much as people go, oh, they're blunt or they're whatever, no, you know, uh, they're truth tellers, they're truth seekers. And even if it's not truth telling, it's truth seeking. You know, they have the the guru touch. Yeah. Um, they're the teacher. They're wisdom holders. So we want to face the truth as well with this full moon. We want the full glorious moon to expose what we have outgrown or what has outgrown us. Because Jupiter, conjunct the North Node, is ushering in a new destiny, is ushering in a new life for us, is ushering in that next level. You get it? You're like you're feeling that? I'm feeling that. I'm feeling like I'm merging with that. And then just to, you know, just that's just the, 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 the foundation of the full moon. But then it's in 
a grand fire trine with Mars, who is around action in Leo, with Lilith, who is that reclamation of your own sovereignty in Leo, and also with Chiron in Aries, the, the healing of the identity. So we've got a deeply cathartic full moon at the same time. It's expansive. It's healing. To be, to be honest, it feels like, you know, just when you just want to like, if you've been sick or, you know, there's just been sort of like crappy energy and you just want to fucking burn everything to the ground. <laughs> like this is the Sag moon, but in a good way, because, you know, Sagis have the optimistic, positive, far, far seeing vision. You know, they're futurists in a different way to Aquarians, right? You know, the Sagittarius archetype is the is the traveller. So where are you travelling? And and the healing side of this with Chiron, Mars, even Lilith, and then the moon, like those planets are all in harmony, linked arms. We can't have the full moon without them talking to these guys. Like that's how powerful Mars, Lilith, and Chiron are in this full moon lineup. Yeah, the full moon's not alone here. The full moon has active help from Mars where he will initiate a new path. That divine autonomy from Lilith where she knows better. She's connected to her inner fire. And then Chiron in Aries, Aries being the self, the identity. Chiron being the wounded alchemist, the wounded healer, the maverick. The key, he is shaped like a key because he unlocks. So this could be a really powerfully healing, unlocking full moon. And like I said, I feel like it's needed. It just feels like there's been, you know, May. I don't really know one person who has gone, May was incredible. And if you're that one person, high motherfucking five. High five to you because I don't know anyone who's just gone, May was the best month of my life. Maybe you weren't having big transits in May and maybe May was great. Like that's awesome if May was good for you, you know. But I know, you know, I have a lot of people contact me and everyone's had a very big May, which makes sense. It's the eclipse season, the Scorpio lunar eclipse, final eclipse in Scorpio that we will have for nearly 10 years. So there is big closings, big endings happening. Yeah. And this full moon feels rejuvenating and revitalizing and refreshing because the planets that are involved with the Mars and especially the Mars and Chiron is again giving us, you know, healing is an action. Healing is a choice. So it's like, do you desire to heal this? Do you desire to move forward? So there's this real deeply cathartic energy around this and the fire, what does the fire do? It transforms, it transmutes. Again, it really feels like the coming out of the cocoon. And even though it's a full moon and it should, you know, but and there is this level of exposure, but of course we also know full moons are healing as well. You know, they're deeply healing. They're, they're culminating as well. And then for the next two weeks after the fourth, we will be in that waning moon phase before we move into the new moon in Gemini later in June. Yeah. So, so there just feels like this replenishment and that's sort of how I am feeling. And that's why I'm feeling like this beautiful sort of in-between space. It's just like stay present. You know, I'm cooking everything from scratch, which again, I've, you know, I am Martha Stewart. Um, and, you know, Venus is on her last legs of cancer. So just enjoy this darlings. Cause she's about to move into Leo on the sixth, where, like I said, she instigates and activates that fixed square again. And Venus is the ruler of the North Node in Taurus. <laughs> so she's about to square that. And look, a Venus square, 
you know, ain't as harsh as a Pluto square. Let's just be honest. Like it's not a huge deal. But the fact that she's going to come in and re-trigger all this as the North Node is about to leave Taurus, the North Node will not be in Taurus for 18 more years. Where will you be? How old will you be? Just think about that. Put that into perspective. The ruler of the North Node is going to square the North Node before the North Node moves into a new sign. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the North Node will um, be ruled when the North Node moves into Libra, which again, that's not for a long time because the North Node's about to move into friggin' Aries this year. Um, because, of course, Venus also rules uh, Libra as well, right? Just so that you know that, you know, it's not just Taurus that Venus rules, but Venus is squaring the North Node on her way out. As Jupiter's hit it, as Pluto's been squaring it, as Mars has squared it. So this North Node is just like, holy motherfucker. Like the last, like I said, it's the end that feels like the hardest part to get to the end. And I mean, yes, like think about a marathon runner. Like, yeah, they're going to get in their groove, but that last kilometer or 10, I don't know, I will never run a marathon in my life and I'm completely fine with that. But, you know, I, I must, you know, like how hard would it be just to get to that last bit, you know? And, and it's always the last push, right? So we're at the last push, giving birth, one more push, one more push is what we're being asked to do. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to push here, but you just think, trust me, I've had three babies and I've pushed them all out. I'm like, I hope that this, this last push is the last push, right? Like, you know, so it's like, it's the last push and that's what we're in until mid July. Okay. So it's still another six weeks of the last push, which is quite big considering Pluto and the nodes and, you know, like and considering there's still a little bit of tension there. But I feel, you know, this is, this is using this full moon, you know, feels really therapeutic right now. It's like exactly what you need, exactly what I need, exactly what we need as a collective to burn the dross. And that's energetic dross. That's literal dross. Like, do you need to clean shit out? What about your beliefs? Like, let's look at Jupiter um, and Sag. It's beliefs and opinions. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really, and, and I've got Mercury and Gemini. So even though I'm Taurus and I can be very stubborn and I am, and I have certain opinions on certain things and, you know, I, you could literally put science in front of me and I'll go, don't care. Do not care that that is the science. I don't really care about scientists. I don't care about someone trying to prove a point to me. That doesn't change my mind. I have Lilith in the first house as well. So, I mean, I will tune into what I feel is right. I am happy to be wrong and I'm also happy to change my mind because I have Mercury and Gemini. So I do have this malleability, but I also can get, you know, very fixed in things and not stay curious. And, you know, I feel like a Sag full moon is sort of, you know, for me, it's going to be happening in my uh, third house, of course, which is around communication and the mind. And, you know, this is around, okay, you know, what doesn't serve me any more around my beliefs or anything that's dogmatic, you know, because Sagittarius is also that sort of the guru, but for the bad, the fucking cult leader, my friends, you know, the cult leader, are you culting yourself? You know, like, are you your own cult leader where you stay rigid and dogmatic to things that you just can't let go of? I think that this full moon still in Sag, because Jupiter is conjunct the North Node, ushering in new terrain, building something else on fertile ground, but also in the fire trine. Again, what do we need to burn and take action on? What old beliefs really genuinely don't serve you anymore, even when you want to just stick it to the man, <laughs> even when you just want to dig your fucking heels in and go, fuck you. 
I'm going to just stay with this and I am not budging. I'm looking at you fixed signs. You know, I am looking at you fixed signs and fixed moons, right? And fixed Marses, you know, the most held stubborn people, you know, can be, the, the, you know, those fixed moons, fixed suns, especially if you've got a fixed sun and a fixed moon. I mean, hola. Um, and a fixed Mars, I must admit, you know, whilst Taurus gets generically said as the most stubborn, yes, you know, of course, they are the fixed earth, the only fixed sign that is that the only fixed planet that is in earth, right? So, of course, there is the hooves that are digging in. But a fixed Mars, oh, let me tell you, fixed Mars can be super stubborn, <laughs> you know, super stubborn. You meet anyone with a fixed a fixed Mars and, you know, it's very hard to change their mind. A fixed Mercury, I mean, God, try and talk to a Sun Aquarius, uh, Mercury Aquarius. It's like even if you were God, they'd still not believe you. you know? <laughs> like it is, that is just the way it is. So, so I feel that this is actually a beautiful offering to really shake the tree a little bit, shake shit off the tree. What's not serving you anymore? It's, it's allow the exposure of the full moon and the illumination of the full moon to light up those areas and those crevices in your life and burn what's not serving. You know, on a fire full moon, I always, you know, I think the burning can be really healing and therapeutic um, and will definitely be something that I, you know, that I do on, on Sunday the 4th because We've got a fire grand trine. So writing some stuff down, maybe it's letters to an old lover. Maybe it's a letters to yourself. Maybe you need to forgive someone, forgive yourself. Maybe you need to just write down all the stuff that's not serving you. Like whatever it is for you in your life, writing it down is taking the action. Mars, identifying with it, identifying the wound is Chiron in Aries. And reclaiming your freedom back is you know this you know it's it's that there's Lilith and and also this this Sag moon right so where do you feel encumbered and inhibited so if you're writing something down you're getting it out of your energetic sphere and if you burn it you're utilizing the element of fire which is where the full moon is Mars Lilith and Chiron so it feels like a really dynamic way of purging and a really dynamic way of like exposing you know, what no longer serves you and just fucking burning that dross down and clearing out a big clear out. And that could even be like working up a really big sweat. You know how sometimes like, you know, there's the occasion, darlings, when I do have like a lot of energy, when I go to F45 and I just fucking smash a cardio class. Look, I haven't been to F45 in weeks. Um, I really hoped to get back this week, but my week has been very busy and full because I've had to reschedule all of my clients from when I was unwell. So I've had a very full week and I'm starting my Lilith container in one more sleep. So I've been very devoted to writing all of that, um, you know, writing everything down, like writing my workbooklet out and getting all of my notes and prepping for each of the live calls and what I want to share with everyone and when's the right time. And oh my God, this is some of the juiciest fucking work I've done. Um, and this will be an uh, uh, you know, this will be a bespoke container that is only offered when Lilith and Mars come together every two years. So 
I am excited about that. And each time they come together is in obviously a different sign. So I am so excited about my, I'm already like prepping my 2025 one. (laughs) Like that's how excited I am. So, but my Lilith container starts tomorrow. So anyway, I've just had a big week, right? So yeah, I didn't get back to F45, but you know, when you do just, you just like, you just work yourself out so much that you just, and you've just pushed yourself to that extra edge. And it's like a clear out. It's sort of like, you know, putting something in your car that flushes all the stuff out. That's what I feel. This is a spiritual flushing, right? Like this is a spiritual flushing, this full moon. If there's an edge that needs healing, this full moon can do it. If you, you But this is also about taking responsibility because we've got Mars and Chiron involved as well, right? Hmm. I am loving, loving this energy. Anyway, darlings, it's 40 minutes. I've got to go and do a netball drop off. I am uploading all of the June stuff to the cosmic calendar right now. And let me just give you the hot tip. I mean, look, you know, I'm it's it's a pretty fucking rad, rad thing that I've I'm creating here. Um, I want to just sort of side note that, you know, um, some people that have unsubscribed actually don't have the calendar. So that might be you. So you might have gone, I've gone through a month and and I haven't seen anything. So I'm unsubscribing because anyway, I'm going to do probably a little Instagram video on this because I don't want to bore all the podcast listeners, um, especially if you don't have the cosmic calendar. But just a little side note, if you are excited about the cosmic calendar, but nothing's actually showed up for you. Um, of course, there was teething problems at the beginning because it was brand new. And now we've only gone through one full month cycle. So there's nuances. We're just, I'm just getting used to the app and the, and you know, and all this, all the things, right. Um, but there was a link that was missing. And so some people didn't actually even sync their calendars up. Um, so some people are unsubscribing, but they're not even in my calendar because I've got to go and look in the calendar and look for you and you're not there. So you have opted out, which is fine. Like, I don't mind, like opt out if you need to. But some of you haven't even seen the calendar. And there's like, honestly, over, I reckon, 70% of people that have unsubscribed in the last week that weren't even on my calendar. So you haven't even seen my calendar. So it's just... Yeah, it's just because of the original setup, there was a missing link. Um, And some people just subscribe to something and don't follow it up. So I get that. But anyway, if you subscribe from here on in, nothing is missing. If you go and subscribe to my Cosmic Calendar today, you are going to get all of June's dates. And what I have just discovered is I can even put songs there. Like I have literally just uploaded a fucking Spotify song with a link so you can go and listen to it to get the feel of the day because of a transit. Like how cool is that? Like honestly... That is the coolest thing. When I realized I could do it, because I was just going to be like, I was sort of like singing the song in the the little box. So what happens is, is my cosmic calendar will link up to your calendar, right? Like it syncs up once you go through the process of syncing it, right? Which, like I just said, if you purchase now for $8 a month, it's $2 a fucking week, which is, yeah, I mean, you would not even stop to pick up $2 from the ground. And so for $2 a week, you were getting my weekly horoscopes, which let me tell you, They are good. They are not just these generic sun sign horoscopes. They are giving you tools and wisdoms to work through, work with when you read your rising sign. So you know how practical I am and how I give advice. That is what I'm doing. When you read the rising sign of your horoscope in my, in, you know, from my cosmic calendar, when you subscribe, I'm going to be telling you where the full moon activates in your chart. I am going to be telling you what you can do with the energy of Venus moving into Leo because it's based on your rising sign. 
Yeah, you're not sun sign horoscopes are bullshit. I get that. They're entertainment. And yes, of course, horoscopes in general are just like a little bit of fun. I get that. But also I take astrology is my life. So I take everything quite seriously. So I am still teaching and giving you the tools and the wisdoms so that when you do read your horoscope, it's not just, oh yeah, money, blah, 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 blah. blah. You're actually going, oh wow, the full moon's actually going to happen in my second house. Cool. Like that's good to know. I need to look at finances or it's going to happen in my seventh house. Cool. I need to, you know, look at my relationships and what's not serving me anymore. Like I give you that information. So horoscopes for $2 a week, plus the full month's overview of the magic dates which I have now just seen that I can link in I can link in anything I could link in um you know like an article I could link in a video I could link in you know if I feel like doing like a little Instagram I could link that in so that you can just directly hit the link to it but I linked in a real motherfucking cool song for you to listen to on Spotify on one of the days. So I'm looking forward to hearing any feedback around that. So if you're one of those people who um, hits that Spotify link and listens to that and channels that sort of song as the mantra for the day, let me know. It is super cool. So I just wanted to just share, you know, that's what I've got going on. Um, the Cosmic Calendar is so next level. But like I said, if you if you subscribe from here on in, everything is set up. My web designer went back in, she fixed all the problems. And from here on in, it's all good. You know, there's links, you know, the links are easy, like you're getting emails, all the things. Whereas when we first did it, there was a missing link. And, you know, I do apologize for that, of course. Like, um, you know, I spent a whole weekend, you know, dealing with the aftermath of, you know, trying to navigate that. And, and, you know, for some people, it just happened really easily. It took three seconds. They're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. For other people, it was arduous. And I do apologize because I don't want it to be hard. Um, once you are synced and set up, that's all you have to do. You never have to do another thing again. Um, and I get to I get to just drop in all the magic. And you know what? There's also little surprises that I give during the month. Like I will give you the month overview of yet certain astrological alignments, some liquid crystal days, some songs, some cool aspects and things like that that you have access to. But, you know, every now and again, I just like drop in a little a little love note for you or, you know, drop in something a little bit extra, maybe midway through the month. So it's really special. Like it is just my heart. And like I have said, you know, it's just it's such a great product and something that I want to grow and evolve of course this is the first iteration of it so you know still again still working things out work what what works what doesn't all those sorts of things but um yeah I my goal is to get 1k subscribers you know and I'm nearly at 1,000 subscribers um, just on Spotify. So if you love my podcast, please share it. You know, I never ask for anything really. <laughs> I just give very freely, which I'm completely fine to do. But sometimes I'm just like, hey, if you love my podcast, please share it or go and give it a rating or go and give it, you know, something. And um, I love all the feedback that I get. And, you know, if you do love my work and, you you know, you don't want to sort of dive in financially to anything, please subscribe to the Cosmic Calendar. It's $8 a whole for a month. Like I said, you nearly wouldn't pick up $2 off the ground like um, a week and, you know, you get access to some really rad shit. And um, you will help me to get to my 1,000 subscribers. So that is my birthday wish. That is my Christmas wish and that is my birthday wish for next year and my Christmas wish for next year because I know that it takes time to build to 1,000 subscribers. So, yeah, share share away. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm just feeling so lit up by this. So um, for everyone who's already subscribed, thank you. Um, you'll be getting all the little June updates. Um, I will be working on that tonight. 
Um, so they'll probably come in for a lot of you because it syncs over quite um, quickly with some devices and with some calendars. Apple by the by the um, it seems that Apple uh, syncs very quickly. Google can take 24 hours. Um, so yeah, I'm doing all of that tonight. I just love the song that I have for you. And when I figured all that out, I just got super excited. Um, and yeah, I just hope and wish you have the most delightful full moon in Sag. I mean, look, I sort of spent most of the time talking about that because that to me, there was a lot to unpack and it was really deep and rich. Um, and I hope that it, uh, yeah, it fires you up on many levels and that you have a glorious full moon and that you have a glorious week. I will see you next week. Oh, well, I won't, you know, I always say that I'll see you, but I won't, but I will in my third eye. Um, I'm looking at you in my third eye right now, darling. Um, yes. And by the time we connect next week, Venus will be in Leo. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Uh, that's a pretty big deal because she's there for four months due to her up retrograde so usually she spends around three weeks in a sign she is going to spend four months in a sign she is moving from the evening star to the morning star and yeah let's riff a little bit on Venus I'll talk more about her over the coming months especially once we get to that retrograde um, in, in July um, so much to talk about over the next couple of months but enjoy if you're in a, you know if enjoy if you're in like a little sphere of peace right now enjoy if you're in that in-between surrendered space right now um, because I feel you and it's it's really nice just to be here just to be present in this space and and the full moon feels really clearing and I feel like it's really required and really necessary so enjoy that as well and um, I will chat to you next week Mwah. lots of love